Welcome to the fucking show. All right, guys. Something that has not happened in at least a year is happening. The Mayo Boys are doing two podcasts in one week. Two podcasts a week, baby. (laughs) We have decided an unspoken New Year's resolution to be more consistent with our podcast, even though it was not literally, like I said, unspoken. I just said that right now. (laughs) We have not discussed it, but we're going to do it anyway. A newfound commitment to podcasting. Yes. And today we have a very interesting topic for you. Um, This was Bam's idea, and I loved it. So we're running with it. Um, Today... I think we're going to cover athletes and their, their crimes. Behavior. Yeah, their criminal <laughs> behavior and highlight the best and the worst ones. <laughs> Obviously, we don't want to say we support crime, but I will say some of the crimes are funnier than others. For the sake of content, we support crime. <laughs> <laughs> so this was we, – we can just jump right into it. Yeah, I let's guess. just we go were, for it, yeah. This was brought on by – the Alabama basketball player named Darius Miles. Yeah, that shit is wild. Yeah, dude. who is a uh, Darius Miles seems to be a very problematic name for basketball players in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you future parents out there. Yeah, maybe, st- <laughs> maybe yeah, avoid stay that away. One. Stay away from those names. I did look it up, and because I mean, being a Kentucky fan, we play Alabama twice a year in in yeah. basketball, and I was looking up his stats, and. I got to say, I expected better stats. Yeah, Skip Bayless numbers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Truly. The dude averages like 1.5 points a game yeah. with like 0. .5 rebounds. He, like, he averages like eight minutes a game. Yeah, he's been out with an ankle injury because it was the funniest thing about it is that they had like that morning that this crime was committed. They had just announced that he was going to be out for the season. I did see injury. that. Yeah, they were. I, it, it seemed a little bit too convenient. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, our, Darius is going to miss the year with an ankle injury, and that's it. Nothing else is going also on. Also going to miss the rest of the year with a murder investigation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So apparently in the late nights last Saturday, from what I can gather, he and another person who is not on the basketball team, just a friend of his, were – Attempting to speak with a woman, I guess probably just trying to holler at her, and she was allegedly not having it, and that caused an argument between them, and then sometime later, they basically did a drive-by shooting on her. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, only one shot. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll give the guy credit. The basketball, his involvement in the case is that he was the guy that gave the gun to the shooter. Well, I mean, but he was also in the car when it happened. So, so he's basically like, "You want to go? You want to go shoot this girl with my gun?" Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "This." It, I don't want to pull the trigger, but you can definitely have my gun. Ultimate criminal, criminal mind, right here. Is <laughs> just God, like, imagine that. Got to like, keep my hands clean. Imagine that you now will potentially spend the rest of your life behind bars because you had a failed Riz attempt. Yeah. Like, like you just you just got straight fucking curved. Yeah. And he was I like, thought, I know how to solve this situation. I think the most – the thing that led me to believe that he's not the smartest of individuals was something minor that I caught on to was that he's a freshman at Alabama. But I noticed that in the arrest report that he is 21 years old. I about to say, he's <laughs> been there. I, th- I think he, he medically redshirted. I, I think he's only, like – 
freshman eligibility. I don't yeah. think he's like an actual freshman because I saw I, I think he redshirted and then I think he got to medically redshirt. Okay. So I think he's only like as far as eligibility goes a freshman. Now I could be wrong, or he could have also been held back twice <laughs> in the first grade or something. So. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I saw that he redshirted because I was looking up an article on him, and I want to say that happened, but I, I like to make things up sometimes. But it's so. just baffling that, like, being a Division one athlete and thinking that, like, this was like – At a like, top 25 – they're, like, they're number four Yeah, in the they're literally right a top now. five team. That's wild. Like, now, granted, you, he's not a superstar, but – You can get a Final Four ring this year, man. Right. Like, <laughs> like, you had, like, you're in college. You have so much going for you. Yeah, and you're telling me that, like – this one woman hurt your ego so bad that you're Dude. like, you simply have to murder her. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, the the way that, like, I, I don't want to single out just young men, but it's, like, young people in general. Like, their complete inability to, like, process their emotions their or, like, or like think rationally is, like, I feel like it's going down. That or, I mean, I don't know. It could be covering more to the media. But, I mean, if this would have happened 20 years ago, we would have heard about it. Too, oh, absolutely. So. You would think that an athlete would be better at, like, handling rejection and, like, losing. Yeah, an athlete like of that, that of that caliber. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you've had to have lost some games in your career. Like, you should know just to, like, take the L and move on. Yeah, I just, like, that's just – I mean, what a decision. Like, like, even if it's not your idea and, like, you're just kind of going along with it, just get out of the fucking car. Like, yeah. And also, don't give them your gun. Yeah. Also, probably don't have a gun in the first place. True. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially as, as somebody who's like, yeah, because you know it's in his dorm room. Yeah. So it's like anybody finds that. Like I can't think of anybody that's you think you would be in danger to as an Alabama athlete. Like Alabama athletes in Tuscaloosa are like revered. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's a that is a college town through and through. Like that's you what I'm saying. A, maybe a protected class of citizen. Maybe it really was the first time he's been told no. Like. I guess. As an Alabama student, he's just like, I'm going to end her. Yeah. <laughs> he took an L and then immediately decided to take an even harder L yeah, like right after. And he got caught on a ring doorbell camera. That's the footage that they have of the crime. Is that that? That's another thing. Like, it's it's one thing to, like, to do a crime like that, but then to just wholeheartedly expect to get away with it. Like, there is a camera everywhere. No. You're being watched at all times. Like, whether you – whether it's like somebody's cell phone, a ring camera, a street cam, especially on a campus where they have those blue lights things, yeah. where there's literally a camera, like four cameras on every roof. Yeah. Like ring they, doorbell cameras. Everyone in the world has a cell phone that yes. they can video you with. You're driving past, like, speeding away from the crime scene. You're driving past stoplights with cameras and yes. CCTV footage on businesses and. There's no way you're getting away with it. No. Unless you're, like, murdering somebody in, like, the hills of West Virginia, like, right. what with they no cell phone done, in your pocket. What they should have done is kidnapped her and taken her out into the middle of a field and just, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I don't know if we should give me <laughs> pointers for, like. <laughs> I'm just saying. I haven't thought about it. I'm just but saying that's this what is I what would I would have done, personally. <laughs> if I did it. <laughs> All right, OJ. My bad. I'm sure he's on the list. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Obviously, he's like OJ's like the originator of. Oh, the that's that's crime the biggest list. dude. I wasn't even born yet, and I know where I was. <laughs> Inside of my daddy's balls, that's where I was. I was. Well, I was. My mom was pregnant with me, and no, she, I was. Uh, I was born. I was three. Yeah, it was. It was '94, and I think my, my I was mom. Two, I guess. It was. I, I don't know what what time of the. It, it had to have been before July, but I know it was '94. June of '94. 
it was like June 17th, I think. They did that 30 for 30 on it. Yeah, so it was, I was I was three weeks away from the world. Yeah. And my mom was like watching in a room, and she was like, it was the craziest thing you've ever seen. Like, yeah. she describes watching the Bronco, like, just drive around. It was, it was I don't know what part of California it was, but. Los Angeles. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was L.A., but like, it was just driving around. And it was like the most, like, calm police chase of all time. And. I don't know if you watched that documentary. It was June 17th, 1994. That's so wild that you just had to know that. Well, because it was talking about the documentary was about everything that was going on in sports that day. That was like, when, being, did, when did you watch the documentary? This is a very popular documentary. I know, but like you just remember, you remember the exact date. That's the of name like, of the documentary is June 17th, 1994. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was about to make fun of you, but no. that's fucking, okay, that makes more sense. So I was talking about this is the same day that there was like the New York Rangers had their like Stanley Cup championship parade. Um, it was like the FIFA World Cup kicked off in America that day. Uh, the Knicks were playing the Rockets in the NBA Finals, and they kept, like, cutting in and out of, like, the NBA Finals to show, like, the O.J. Simpson police chase. God, what a wild day. It was just a wild day Where Where literally everybody is glued to their TV. You yeah. want to do some shit like that. <laughs> this is like the, and, like, of all people, too, it's like O.J. Simpson. Like, back then, O.J. was, He was like, a god. He was, like, and not even just, like, a god. He was a sports god, but he was also, like, oh, like, nice guy, like. Yeah, Supreme, was, like all all these TV commercials, it'd be like if Wayne Brady was on like a police chase. Like <laughs> everybody's like, "Fuck, is that fucking Wayne Brady's attempted murder charge?" Like, yeah. what? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was like royalty back then. I can't imagine like what athlete would be. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple athletes. Like if LeBron James was like all That's, of a sudden like that, that would be a such high a high police yeah, chase for murder. <laughs> but I mean. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine what that would be like in this day and age. Like, this was before. Well, well, that's the thing is, like, back then, like, there wasn't cell phones. The internet wasn't around. Yeah. You weren't getting alerts on your phone of everything. Like, it would be way worse today. Yeah. If somebody of that caliber, like, not only would everybody in America know about it, but everybody in the world Twitter would know would about it. Twitter would be ridiculous. Yes. Oh, my God. And you would have people fighting within Twitter on the exact situation as it's happening. Like, you would have sub-events yeah. that were happening around it. Like, it would be, LeBron would be, like, in the back of the Bronco, like, looking at Twitter and seeing, like, the memes of him in real time. Yeah. <laughs> and getting even, <laughs> even more mad. Chaotic now. And I think as much influence as somebody like LeBron or a – I mean, even a lower level athlete would have like you. It, it would just it would cause chaos, yeah. absolute utter chaos. But I mean, that's obviously like the most famous of these crimes. He wasn't the first athlete to commit crimes. He was just the best at it. Considering his success rate, yeah. <laughs> he's one for one. Well, I guess one for two. One for two. Yeah, he, he got, got a, caught several years later. He got caught arrested for stealing, his, stealing his own memorabilia. You just can't do it at gunpoint in a Las Vegas hotel, right? Like. It, yeah, also, the shit OJ... Have you seen the shit OJ's doing now? Yeah. It's... The man is a functioning sociopath. Like, yep. absolutely. His his Twitter account is... It's... Who's following? Like, people are following him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, people are following it for, like, curiosity more than anything. It's, like, morbid curiosity, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I, I haven't actually looked... Because I, I don't follow him, but... 
um, I've seen some of his posts and I really want to go on there and just like look at what people are commenting because I imagine it's just like where are the gloves OJ there was or some... like where's the knife <laughs> who did it and I've, I imagine they're just troll like trolling I feel like he's time. definitely utilizing the new Twitter feature where you can like control who replies to you yeah right. <laughs> but it's it's always him like out on the golf course. oh this man golfs every day yeah or he's on like the patio of like his multi-million dollar home that he still has like sipping like, some like unsweet tea just yeah. like ah oh, man let yeah. me tell you about this thing that happened in sports today. Yeah, he's like, say like, hello, Twitter world. Like, he's <laughs> like, he's, he's OJ. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, and then oh, then he had the nerve to talk about um, who was he commenting on the other like the other day? I think I knew what you're I know what you're talking about because I thought the same thing. But there was something like somebody was in the news for something bad, and OJ like got on Twitter to like yeah to like scold them to or like something. talk talk about like how they should have handled things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm like I know you've maybe had some experience and like retroactive thinking yeah i do need maybe like keep your hands to yourself i would absolutely watch like a weekly talk show of oj just like talking about today's news though just talking in fucking circles yeah like just having he's he's so delusional that people, see what i would have done was yeah it's just he he has so much like he's he's he has delusions of grandeur and yeah. like he, he is a prototype sociopath absolutely like, it's the way he talks like people are interested and the way he thinks he's like revered and how he just i'm i'm almost convinced that now, I, I, there's no doubt he did it, right? Like we, we can at this talk point about that. Like, yeah. He's done it, but like I honestly think that he doesn't think he did it. Like although at the, this point, I think he's believed his own. Although life. the conspiracy theory that his son was actually the one that did it and he was covering up for him does intrigue theory. me. Yeah. That one does intrigue me. I don't think uh, there's like a five percent like part of my brain that like believes that. To yeah, be they, they kind of wants like like <laughs> OJ to be taking the blame. I need for I need another twist in this story. Like right. thirty years later, it's just like a, like a conspiracy theorist. Whenever something's proved to be true, and it's like, well, what about this thing though? Yeah, and it's, <laughs> I did the big experiment to like prove that the Earth was flat, and yeah, then like they failed it. Their own yeah, like completely like proved that the Earth was round, and they're like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, they're like their brains are like ticking weird. <laughs> short circuiting yeah okay so enough of some homicide enough of murdery talk yeah let's get to some more lighthearted uh crimes committed by our athletes what you got for me well let's see the first one i have on my list was this is a fun one plaxico burris <laughs> we remember the plaxico burris story he got he got arrested for shooting himself in his leg with his own gun didn't yes he? yeah yeah in a nightclub in new york which is some of the strictest gun laws yeah. in the country. <laughs> and the wild, the thing about the Plaxico Burris thing that was always the most baffling to me was that he was carrying a gun in the waistband of his sweatpants, which is a psychotic a way to carry what a, a gun. Especially like, even if you have a holster, like your sweatpants are not going to support That's that. That's not secure at no. all. No. Like, have you ever, like, especially tra- back in like the early, like, what was it? Early two thousands. I yeah. think it happened. Like, can you, do, you, do, you remember, do you remember sweatpants in the yeah. early 2000s? I want viewers at home, I would like you to like take your cell phone and try and put it in the waistband of your sweatpants right now and watch it as it crumbles to the floor immediately. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, now add like three or four more pounds to that. Yeah, and then it can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> and the safety's off. Yeah, the safety being off, like what were you doing? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming, uh, I mean, I would guess that there's footage. If, since it's a nightclub, I haven't looked up the footage. Maybe like he really did pull it on somebody. Well, I read like, accidally shot himself. The, like, and he just, first, like, the first-hand accounts of the story were that like the people heard a pop and they turned and looked over at Plaxico Burris and they said he was just like bent over with like blood coming down his leg and he was like call the ambulance. 
I've done something horrible. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Oh, man. He got two years in prison for that. That's so... I mean, I, yeah, because yeah, New York has a very strict, like, no-gun law. Especially in, like, public. A strict don't fire off a gun inside yeah, of a too, yeah, I mean, yeah, and they probably They probably threw the fucking book at him. Oh, you have to. I mean, it's that high profile. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you almost deserve, like, even if, like, min- minimum sentencing was, like, a year, like, you almost deserve that extra year just for being so fucking dumb. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's true. I mean... They should add, like, stupidity clauses into all of the... Yeah, it's just, like... I mean, if you have a gun, whatever, whether legally or illegally, like, you know, people do, New York is just not a place to just walk around freely with a gun. No. Ever. And when you're that rich, have one of your boys hold exactly. the gun. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have dudes who... You have like, built-in like, fall guys. You have a security detail, I would imagine, like, or at least something of yeah. it. Like, just give it to them. <laughs> you need a built-in fall guy. Yeah, for sure. Just be like, yo, I'll pay your bond. Like, that's just... Then that's what happens, typically, with, like, like rappers and their security. Like, if one of their security guards gets pinched, typically they just go bail them out. Oh, absolutely. So... That's why there was, like, Lil Wayne, like, had a guy whose only job was to walk around holding Lil Wayne's drugs. Right. And he got yeah. paid, like, $100,000 a year, and that way, if they got caught, he's the guy with the drugs. Yeah. Like, this is the risk that you take by being on my payroll, but, Yeah, like, it's because Lil Wayne's a fucking genius. Yeah. He understands And he still went to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for so, what? For having a gun. Yeah, that's why it makes me think that, like, the, the plexigo bird. Everywhere. And then he goes to the club and some chick's dancing on him and he forgets it's there and she just, like, fires it off. She, like, she, she, she twerks the she, bullet out of it. She, like, unclicks the safety yeah. off with her ass. <laughs> he just, like, doesn't. It just, it just fires. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck was that? She's really throwing it back, yeah. huh? <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so... A lot of these stories involve nightclubs, if you hadn't anticipated. Yeah, guys, if you're an athlete, just... Nothing good ever happens after midnight, is what they always say. And especially at a nightclub. Yeah. You, you're rich enough to have the party at your house, man. You don't gotta... At, at that point, for real. Yeah. And then you can have all the guns you want and wear them all over. Exactly. You can throw four guns in your sweatpants yeah. if you want. I wonder what the rule... Like, if, if he would have shot himself in the leg in his own house, you think he gets any time? Uh, well, it would probably have been easier to, like, conceal the crime, because he got arrested for, uh, having, like, a concealed gun in New York. That's true, and then also you could just go to the hospital and be like, I've been shot. Yes, (laughs) you didn't have to say, like, somebody, you could say somebody shot me. Yeah, it's like, I've been shot with this gun right here that has my fingerprints all over (laughs) it. It's like everybody in the nightclub turns and looks at you as you, like, pull the gun out of your own waistband (laughs) with the blood running down your leg. It's like, it's pretty easy to connect the dots there. Jeez, yeah. That was the detect like that detective had the easiest day ever at work. He was yeah. just like, Yeah, he did it. <laughs> oh, all right. Um let's move on to how about we cover Oscar Pistorius and his um absolute obliteration of his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, we're we're moving up from handguns to full blown shotgun action yeah. here. So and you might have done some more research on it, but from what I understand about Tink Tink is that he he was, I think he was in his South African home, wasn't he? Correct. And then, essentially, it was Valentine's Day, and he was arguing with his girlfriend about something, and she went out onto the patio to, like, escape the argument, and then he, like, shot her through the patio or something? No, this was, so what happened was, he was in his home, and he was asleep in his bed, allegedly. This is alleged, this is his side of the story, is that he woke up, and heard noises coming from his bathroom and thought that there was an intruder. The fact that he woke up and didn't notice that his, like, girlfriend, like, wasn't in bed next right. to him 
wasn't like the first clue that that maybe it was her in the bathroom. And he fired a shotgun blindly through the bathroom door and killed his girlfriend. What a move. Like, and that's like, that's him like painting like the rosiest picture of what happened. Yeah. Cause I would imagine like once the story comes out, like there's so much more to that. I thought it was, she was on like the patio and, and he woke up and like heard somebody, something like that. But then somebody was like, he lived on the second floor patio. <laughs> yeah. So like, why would he think somebody's coming in through the patio to kill well, him? Well, yeah, it's a very like, it seems like a very roundabout way to get around the fact that he probably just like got mad at his girlfriend and shot through the bathroom door at her. That's just like, <laughs> also another probably full functioning sociopath. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the guy who, what sued the Olympic Committee to like get make sure he could get to the Olympics. Yeah, which is bullshit because they did a sports science thing on him and they proved that he had an unfair advantage because he didn't have, like, the extra weight of yeah. his legs. And then he also, with the way his, like, legs were made, it gave him an, a competitive advantage because it, it, it gave him momentum. And he was able to withstand the momentum as opposed to somebody who had to, like, foot strike right. and all that other stuff. He still so, got, like, annihilated in the Olympics. Yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> but the, Bill Burr actually had a really funny, like – joke about that when he was talking about uh like how good like medicine is nowadays compared to like the 1800s yeah he, he was like he's like doctors now can make better legs than fucking god <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that one but like that's a that's another baffling story i mean like i know you have to have like a certain level of like I don't want to say, like, testosterone, because that's not, like, an excuse for, like, shooting your girlfriend. But, like, you got to be, like, a certain, like, have a certain edge to you well, to, like, be that high level of an athlete. Yeah, exactly. And also, it makes me think that, like, these people are very, like, subject or, like, slave to their emotions. Yeah. Almost. Because you had to have had some kind of thought that if you shoot her through the bathroom door, then you could maybe spin this story that other way. But it's, like, it's almost like they think that they can just say it and people are like that makes sense yeah. let's just move on yeah and you don't have to like answer for that or yeah. at least like stand trial like there's not going to be at least somebody whose job is to be like ask like at least three or four more questions about yeah. what happened right and, like, like you're not going to get called to like answer some suspicious question that's like, like what so, i thought it was an intruder yeah it's like you shot three times and reloaded <laughs> even even if it was an intruder, like I feel like you can't just fire your gun blindly into the bathroom, right? Like, without yeah. knowing who's in there. Yeah, it's especially if you live with your girlfriend who's not in the room with you. Yeah, like, like you woke up in the middle of the night, and your story is that your girlfriend. You woke up, noticed your girlfriend wasn't there, and like you heard noises in the bathroom, and like in your head, your first like idea was like somebody's kidnapped my girlfriend and is holding her hostage in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to shoot through the door and kill them both. Yeah. <laughs> That'll take care of things. Yeah. So that's a that's a fun one. Yeah, that is fun. Murder's <laughs> fun. So we want to go. Let's go back to nightclubs. Okay. So this was one of the most popular criminal athletes of the 2000s is Pac-Man Jones. He was a, yeah. Um, who I will say. Popular be- not for his athletic ability. Before we, before we go in on Pac-Man Jones here, I want to say in the recent years, he has very much turned his life around. Yeah. I would also like to say that Pac-Man, I'm a fan, and I'm not talking shit. I'm mere, we're merely going to be stating facts here. Yes, merely stating facts. And he did he did do a good thing. You remember when um, Chris Henry from the Bengals died? 
back uh, in like the yeah. early 2000s. Well, apparently, Pac- I didn't realize this until I was looking this up, that Pac-Man Jones actually like adopted his son. I did, yeah, 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 I do remember that. Who is now a D1 prospect who just got an offer from Kentucky last week. Hell yeah. He's a wide receiver. It looks exactly like Chris Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that story, yeah. But, so in the early 2000s, there was a series of nightclub run-ins with Pac-Man Jones. He was arrested, I think they said, anywhere between 10 to 12 times. Uh, but this one this one stood out to me because it was particularly funny. He went gambling in Las Vegas and won $120,000 gambling at the Palms. And what do you do when you win $120,000 in Vegas? You go to the strip club. You go to the strip club. Yep. Yes. So he allegedly threw forty grand in like dollar bills on the stage during this one strip club event. And oh my god. Yeah, forty grand. That can only go bad. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so what happened was naturally after the forty grand was thrown on stage. The strippers were like, hey, we're going to stop for a second and collect all of this money because there's $40,000 on the stage. Man's like, I'm not having none of that. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> he was like, why, have the, a job to do. why are these bitches not stripping anymore? Got real mad and apparently punched one of the strippers in the face, which led to... Imagine, <laughs> imagine getting hit with like five grand in bills and then you stop to pick them up and then you get your shit rocked the fuck are you doing? not dancing. <laughs> How irrational is that? So clearly he was trying. Somebody throws twenty dollars on the he ground. He was paying. He thought it. he was paying for future services, not services that had already been rendered. It's apparently. like I'll for the next week. Yeah. So, and then that started a altercation. Obviously, the bouncers are going to step in when you punch one of the strippers. Yeah, in I, would, the face. I would hope so. Yeah. And which started an altercation, which led to um, a couple of his boys firing some shots off in the club, and that was one of the. See, Pac Man knows. You don't carry the guns. Yes. You have boys who do. Yeah. You got fists to punch the strippers with. Your boys carry the guns. Yeah. You can beat a simple assault charge. Exactly. You can't beat a murder, exactly. murder charge. Exactly. But, I mean, just another example of, first of all, just walking around with, like, $120,000 in cash after you win. Not going to lead to a lot of good things in no. Vegas. No. I can imagine he's like, I he comes up to the teller, and he's like, I want it all in ones. <laughs> and she's like, I have, I have somewhere to be. And she's like, already got the police on speed dial when that happens. Like, she's seen this story so many yeah. times before. Yeah, they're like, put, <laughs> put LVPD on alert. I have to notify LVPD. Where are you going with yeah. this money? Pac-Man's loose with <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. Alert the authorities. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. What other ones we got here? We can talk about Ray Lewis. Yeah, you actually did a little bit more research into the Ray Lewis thing than I did. This is I was still like a youngster when I did. I didn't like hear about like I always got like the memes that like oh, Ray Lewis is like a murderer. Yeah, that, like got off because like then he like later on in his career he became like the typical like reformed Christian yeah. like yeah. preacher man, like the really in your face God person. Yes, like, yeah. yeah, the one that nobody likes to hang out with. Yeah. But you can't say anything to him because he's fucking Ray that. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had never done any like formal research into the Ray because I mean I, it happened in what two thousand like, two thousand January of two thousand. Yeah, I was like six years old, so yeah. I, don't, I didn't give a shit about anything back then. He was a zero-time Super Bowl champion at this point, but he shortly won one the following season after this. Yeah, it's almost, it's, it's it's like the Kobe effect. Like you get accused of a horrible crime when you just go win a championship. I bet he's like. Nobody forgives you. Can you imagine like him like standing over the center like during a huddle like I'm gonna fucking kill you, boy? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> like yeah, he might. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just let him win, dude. So he, apparently he was involved. There was it was never. 
specified how involved because he eventually testified against his friends for a reduced charge. So he was charged with murder initially, but he pled it down to a misdemeanor of obstruction of justice because after the event which led to stabbing deaths of two people, he fled in his limousine and then ditched his bloodstained suit into a fast food dumpster and then lied to the police about it afterwards. Was the suit retrieved? Yes. So he went to jail for destroying evidence. Basically. Or tampering with evidence and, and not... And then lying about it to yeah, the police. and then not, like... He didn't go to jail for the reason the suit was bloody. He got, Correct. He went to jail because he got rid of the suit. He got rid of the suit and then snitched on his boys. God, I see. See, that was the part of the story... Well, for one, I didn't know the suit thing. I knew it was a stabbing. I knew it was, like, outside a nightclub. And I knew that he was involved. I didn't know how much. And I didn't know that he legitimately threw the suit, like, the evidence away. And I also didn't know that he snitched. Right. I can't imagine, like, how many stabbing incidents involve somebody wearing a suit and then immediately hopping into a limo afterwards. Like, that seems like a very not-suit crime. Yeah, and, like, nine times out of ten, the limo driver... Like, you don't employ the limo driver. Like, that's his own, like, limo. Right. And he's, like, if I see, regardless if it's Ray Lewis or not, if somebody getting in my limo with blood all over them. You all right, fellas? Yeah. I'm going to – actually, I don't know, because if Ray Lewis shows up in my limo covered in blood, I might just let that go. He turns around and, like, looks in the back, and then Ray Lewis just hits the little – on the divider <laughs> like yeah. pull the window up I really don't know what I would do in that situation if, if if a bloody young jacked Ray Lewis gets into my limo like I don't think I'm saying anything I certainly wouldn't do anything that night yeah maybe maybe the next day when I'm safe yeah I, I would, would assume that's probably what happened yeah they were like you might want to look into this yeah <laughs> it was like hey I don't know what all happened but I do know that I was driving Ray Lewis around last night and he Went to the nightclub, and when I came to pick him up, he had his suit covered in blood. And then we stopped at McDonald's on the, <laughs> way, on the way. It's like the McDonald's on 2nd and Jefferson, by the way. <laughs> he specifically mentioned we pull around by the dumpster. <laughs> that seemed weird, but, you know, yeah. he tipped me $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> I just do what clients want. Uh, so Ray Lewis. Like, maybe not murder, but definitely murder adjacent. Yeah, but also definitely two-time Super Bowl champ. Two-time Super Bowl champ, Ray Lewis. Yeah, two-time champ. Hall of Famer. Yep. I mean, that's the guy you want as your middle linebacker, right? That's what I'm saying. The dude is insane. Fearless, insane, and he'll kill somebody. The NFL before, like, 2010 was just, like, absurd with how, like, crazy these people were. Before they realized that concussions were a thing. Right. (laughs) And also, I feel like stabbing is such a, like, a... Like in 70s and 80s crime. Yeah. Like nobody gets stabbed anymore. Right. It's all just like shootings are getting beat up. But I will say, if you stab somebody, you know what that means. You didn't have a gun. Because you probably would have shot them if you had a gun. It's very true. I still think it's assault with a deadly weapon. Probably the same amount of time. <laughs> it is. However, it's harder to track a knife than it is a gun that has a serial number. Very true. Very true. Take notes, guys. Yeah. See, Ray Lewis is walking around a free man today. <laughs> also, snitch on your boys because that helps apparently too. Yeah, dude, snitching's so big right now. Like, how long do you think Gunna has? Apparently, everybody's snitching on him. Yeah, that's true. But Gunna is apparently like visibly being outed. But I don't know because fucking Takashi Six Nine is still roaming around. So like, I feel like I feel like snitching 
isn't as taboo as it is because nobody like because everybody's gonna do it now. Yeah. Like for one, nothing happens anymore if you snitch. I like if if anybody was gonna get taken care of, I would have thought Takashi Six Nine maybe had minutes to live. Exactly. After, after he left that left. After that after he left the courtroom, I thought he was going to get like his brake lines cut like before he yeah. even left the fucking courthouse. Yeah. Like I, I I didn't think they were gonna kill. I thought they were going to like assassinate him. Yeah. And he's still free. Everybody has finally come to the conclusion, which they should have many, many years ago, is that going to prison for other people is not worth it. Yeah. Going to prison for shit somebody else did is literally not worth it at all. No. I will snitch on you like this if we ever involved in As you in should. As you should. <laughs> I'm rolling over on you so fast. <laughs> you're, you're my boy, but I'm not doing 25 to life. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, let's see. Speaking of limo drivers... We can talk about uh, Jason Williams, not white chocolate Jason Williams, not Duke basketball Jason Williams, but the other Jason Williams, NBA player, New Jersey Nets, back in the 90s. I don't know if you know about this one. I don't know if I even know who this is. Yeah, well, this was his career was cut very short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was giving a – he was like a – he wasn't a bad NBA player, but he was like a middle of the road, like your typical – like. Eighth or ninth man. On like the, a journeyman on, almost. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. So he was giving a tour of his house to his chauffeur. And being a complete psychopath was like showing him his shotgun. And the tale was old as time. The tale was old as time. Hey, you want to see my shotgun? And the chauffeur, who was definitely before this, like extremely uncomfortable, as you are when anybody starts like wailing around a gun. Yeah, moving guns in front of you. Yeah. And. Shot a hole right through the chauffeur's chest. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's so hard to accidentally do. Yeah. Like, you got to cock the thing. Like, it's got to be loaded in the first place. It has to be ready to go, pretty much. And then you have to put your hand on the trigger and point it at somebody. Yeah. Like, how, like, (laughs) how aggressively were you playing with the shotgun? You're like, watch me spin this on my finger. (laughs) You see this? Trigger discipline. I've I've been practicing for a couple days. Oh, God. So... This is, I mean, it's a short one. This is a pretty open and shut case. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to argue that. Yeah. First of all, you're inviting, like, another grown man inside to, like, see your house. And then you're, like, somebody you probably don't know that well. Oh, it was his personal chauffeur. Oh, so he probably didn't know him a little bit, though. Yeah, I mean, like, he knew him enough to be like, hey, you want to come, like, inside and, like, check out my place? Like, they'd probably been working together for a little bit, and he was, like, starting to become friendly with him. Like, yeah. He's like, I have something to show you. <laughs> and then he spent five years in prison for manslaughter. Only five years. It's not bad if you're trying to outright murder somebody. Well, I don't think he was attempting to murder him. That's why he got the manslaughter charge. I think it was like a, definitely an accident, but yeah, still. Yeah, but, but what a ext- way to disguise it. Extremely dumb way. Maybe, it, oh, this is what Ray Lewis should have done. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> never, if you know you're going to get caught. Chauffeur never. Say it was an accident. Chauffeur never would have snitched if you'd have blasted him with a shotgun in your right, house. Exactly. <laughs> if that chauffeur was still alive, he might have got more time. Yeah. Attempted murder. I don't right? know how much that is, but it sounds like a lot. Yeah, so that's a pretty open and shut one. It's less fun. Uh, let's see. Let me try and find a. Do we have any more lighthearted ones on here? <laughs> I'm tired of these murders. Uh, no. Yeah, is there anybody that, like. Broke into a humane society and, like, freed all the animals. No. No. There's rarely any. <laughs> Athletes are rarely committing, like, good crimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, we talk about Daryl Strawberry. That's probably the most lighthearted one on this list. Cause, just because it's funny yeah, how dumb it is. Daryl Strawberry was, like, a notorious, like, notorious drug guy. Yeah, he was, like, a known cokehead. Like, yeah. Well, like, I'm very pretty, obvious. Like, 
75% of MLB players in like the 80s were like on some kind of like oh, yeah, amphetamines what, or cocaine yeah, that, or that was what the Drainies era is that yeah, what they called when they them? were yeah. putting like basically like putting Adderall in their coffee before games yeah. like well I mean well now um, I was listening to I can't remember what podcast it was but they had they had they were having MLB players on and they were saying that like half the guys in the league have a script yeah for like Adderall, Vyvanse, like shit like that. Well, that's what happened with you. Remember, at, least, at least all the pitchers. Do. Remember Chris Davis from the Orioles? That was like his big thing. The year, like he was like a decent MLB player for a few years, and then all of a sudden he started hitting like 45, 50 home mm-hmm. runs a season. And then he got busted for having like Adderall, basically, and he was like arguing that he had a prescription for it, and the MLB was like, "No, like you're just doing this to like." <laughs> Yeah, it's like, Gain, it's like this guy's not even a doctor. <laughs> Gain an advantage. <laughs> and this was after he signed his like $150 million contract. And At then least he secured the bag. He did secure the bag. And then after that, he was like one of the worst hitters in Major League Baseball for like five years before they finally gave up on him. I would pound Adderall for two years if it meant I got $150 million. Absolutely. That seems yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, but Daryl Strawberry, so he went to uh, – Is, is not, it actually prison if, for what he did? I mean, I feel like or most of these. Spend time in like county. I'm not sure because he got in, he got uh, arrested for multiple things. That wasn't that's just true. that okay, he. That's fair. So I guess it also depends on what state you do it in. Yeah, on one hand, he was him and his agent were indicted for federal tax evasion for five hundred thousand dollars that they did that's not. That's a big one. That yeah, they don't like. Not they don't like when they do that. No. Um, and then he got compounded with his. Um, so what happened was that he got arrested for trying to solicitude a prostitute who was an undercover cop. And then in the process of getting arrested for that, they discovered that he also had cocaine on him. Yeah. The yeah. fact and, that he tried cocaine to cocaine back in like the eight. So I don't know because like people were getting like years for marijuana, but I don't know what the like, like I think nobody talks about what the penalty was for like cocaine. Well, I think this happened. This happened later on. I think this might have been post playing career when the prostitute situation happened. Okay, gotcha. But the fact that he was trying to pay this undercover cop fifty dollars, like, bro, you're Daryl Strawberry, like, spring for a nice escort. Yeah, and also like, if the escort is also an undercover cop, I mean, I don't know what her attractive level is, but she probably isn't like obviously desperate for the money, like. Unless she's playing a really good role of, like, a cracked-out prostitute. Yeah, I know. She's the best actor ever. Well, obviously, I feel like being on cocaine will probably limit your ability to to decipher certain things like that. The few interactions that, like, I've seen with it is, like, people don't really think rationally. No. (laughs) The ability to identify an undercover cop goes way down whenever you're in the thralls of cocaine. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, I'm invincible stuff going around. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, hey, see that girl on the side of the street? I'm going to see if she'll blow me for $50. Yeah. And if not, I'm going to shoot her, or I'm going to give my gun to my friend. That was probably next on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Before she pulled out the badge, she was probably considering it. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, what are you, like, what are you doing? I know you have a lot of issues with the drugs, but, like. Yeah, have you ever heard of Theo Vaughn's story on Daryl Strawberry? No. Oh, I think, yeah. So, think this is after Daryl Strawberry got sober. And this is in the middle of Theo Vaughn's, like, addiction. Like, he was addicted to, like, everything at this point. And apparently he had, like, I think it was the last time he said he did cocaine was he went on, like, Opie and Anthony with Daryl Strawberry. And he showed up and had had, like, minutes of sleep and hadn't showered. And he was, like, visibly coked out. And then he's listening to Daryl Strawberry tell these, like, sobering stories. And he was, like, it was, like, the worst 
day of my life. Yeah, when you have that moment where you're like, oh my god, like my shit is so much less together than Daryl Strawberry's. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of the most famous drug addicts yeah. in the world. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so Daryl Strawberry had done some bad, but he's also done some good. He got Theophant sober. <laughs> we got the Theophant we have today. Uh, I love that, actually. That's a very positive yeah. ending to the Daryl Strawberry story. Good for Daryl. All right, let's hear some more horrible shit. What else you got? All right. Um, let's see. Do you remember uh, Ugi Urbina? No. He was a closer in the major leagues in like the early 2000s. What a fucking name. And For who? What team? I no. think at the time this happened, he might have been – he was either the White Sox or the Orioles. And he was in ho- at home in the uh, offseason, and he lived in Venezuela. And apparently there were some, like, laborers, like, working on his house in Venezuela. And he thought that one of the laborers stole one of his guns out of his house. So what do you do in a situation like that? You go and track him down and you shoot him. You would think. You bury him in your backyard alive until they tell you where the gun is. It's not what Ugi Urbina did. (laughs) He gathered them all up into his house. And then he tied them up. (laughs) Interrogated them. And then he poured paint thinner on them, lit them on fire, and then put out the fire and then cut their hands with a machete. Good God. This dude went full fucking warlord. He really went, like, law-abiding citizen, like, on these people. Yeah, dead ass. I mean, granted, in Venezuela, like, maybe the first half of that shit might fly. Yeah. But then once you, like, light the match, yeah. then maybe, maybe and, that's where the laws go off. I give you, this man is, like, an active MLB closer, like, one of the best in the league, like, in the prime of his career. And, like, this is the decision that you make. That's what I'm saying. Like, people like that exist. Yeah. Like, they just walk around. Like, these ultra-psycho like these ultra psycho athletes who just have this, like, competitive edge who also just are one wrong move away from just lighting your entire family on fire. Yeah, this is like Aaron Hernandez light. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez, I feel like, partially can be blamed on CTE. Granted, that dude was doing some messed up shit way before, like... The hits came. I also think a lot of his was a product of his environment. But, like, I don't know. It's it's another one of those things where, I mean, Venezuela in the early 2000s, who knows what the fuck that dude grew up with. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. And I mean, then, it's, it's never okay. So he might actually be at people on fire. He but. might actually be out of prison now because he got sentenced to 14 years in prison in 2007. For multiple... I guess, like, what? Like, kidnapping and... I mean, I'm assuming... Did they die? Like... No. They, they didn't, didn't die. They did not die. Okay. So he got it was for like attempted murder, kidnapping, like things of that nature. That's fair. But like he might, like I said, fourteen years in two thousand seven is what he was sentenced to. So theoretically, he might be out of prison now. I'm not sure what he's up to these days. But I say I would assume. I mean, unless he he could have been out by now. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, he's. I'm assuming he was one of the richest people in Venezuela at this time. At that point, you would assume he has dual citizenship, so I'm assuming since it happened in Venezuela, he's doing time in Venezuelan prison. He was doing... That's, that's got to got arrested in Venezuela. Awful. Less than ideal. That has to be the worst. At least if you're going to commit a crime, do it in the U.S. Yeah. Or go to Norway and do it. Apparently Norway has, like, the best prisons ever. Or maybe it's it's one of those countries. I don't know. I'm pretty all of those, like, Scandinavian countries, yeah. like, they have really chill prisons. Oh, yeah. It's literally like, it's like a college dorm. And you yeah. get, like, video game systems and, like showers consistently whenever you want you, you get to keep pantries of food and i bet their prisoners come out well rehabilitated and not like murderous psychopaths like and, they yeah, do in american prisons chill, yeah they're not like fighting for their survival every day yeah exactly yeah huh do we want to what if do we want to take a break here yeah that's probably wise all right
Whopper, 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 Junior Double, Triple Whopper, Flame Grill Taste with Perfect Toppers, I rule this day. Okay, so uh, after a few seconds of research, we have come across quite possibly the greatest crime story ever committed by an we, athlete. We noticed, we said earlier that athletes rarely commit fun crimes. We were wrong. This one is uh, quite uh, hilarious. So, many of you probably know this story, at least... Uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I nobody knows. I, cer- this story. I certainly did not. Right. That's what I'm saying. And, and you, you're pretty connected to stuff like this. Yes. So I feel like I would have heard of this. For any of you old heads out there who remember the name Najee Davenport, who played, he was a running back for the Green Bay Packers. Apparently, had the nickname Dookie or the Dump Truck or the Dump Truck. Uh, apparently, it was a well-earned moniker. Yeah. Um, according to some reports. When he was, I don't know, was he a student at Barry or was he just on Barry's campus? Uh, well, it says that he was. It says Green Bay Packers fullback Najee Davenport was arrested. So I'm assuming this was is Barry University he, like he, around Green Bay area. Or? Well, I don't know. What I saw was that he had just been drafted in the first round, like okay, a day or two before he turned himself in. So anyway, um, this guy was roaming around Barry University's campus and the need to. Uh, the need to use it arose, and he broke into some dorm room and apparently took a shit in some girl's laundry hamper. Right in the hamper. Yeah. Which is so foul. Yeah. The uh, the good old closet poop. Top five least places you'd like somebody to take a shit. Well, my thing is, it's like, how many bathrooms do you think he passed on the way to this girl's closet? There had to be at least one. Or like a bush? Like, why? Like, I just... And, and that's another thing. There's no motive no. behind, like, the, it doesn't say we re- We researched it for a second, and there was no, like, motive given for why he would have taken this shit. Yeah, and apparently, like, his, his agent was, like, joking about it after, like, the story came out. And he was like, yeah, Najee just wants to put this story behind him, kind of like he does linebackers in the NFL. And I'm like, that is the wrong, like... But, like, at the same time... If you're going to try to be funny in a situation like this, definitely, like, use the material you have. But, like, he, like, proclaimed his innocence, which is the weird thing, is that this is another quote, because it's right before the quote from his attorney that you just quoted. It says, Davenport eventually settled to serve community service and said afterwards, where's the evidence? Where's the manure? I know I didn't do it. I just wanted to get it over with. (laughs) He's like, show me the poop. Show me the poop. (laughs) (laughs) he wanted like a csi level investigation like take the poop to the lab i'll prove it's not mine that's what i'm saying like what what do you think like how would you react if this like six foot two 250 pound like yeah, this is an nfl fullback just when you wake up yeah just barreling through you to get to your closet to take a shit in it and i'm assuming like if it's this level of an emergency, he had to have known her. This is not going to be a quiet dump. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, very rarely are emergency dumps quiet. No, this was definitely a strained. Like he probably was gripping the hamper with both hands. Yeah, it's what. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you think he he had to have known this chick? You would think, but like all indications are that he did not. I don't know. I feel like some of the story is suppressed. Like you just don't. Normal There's got to be some backstory. It has to be. Like, I don't know. I mean, some people handle rejection with murder. Some people 
Some people give a gun to their friend to shoot the woman who rejected them, and, and some people some people shit in a laundry hamper. Yeah, <laughs> to, to each si- their own. Two sides of the same coin, yeah. really. To, to each their own. <laughs> so the quote that I liked from the lawsuit it says, "His conduct was so outrageous in character and so extreme in degree as to go beyond all possible bounds of decency, and further can only be deemed atrocious and utterly intolerable in a civilized society." <laughs> It's like we live in a society, sir. You can't yeah, go around. There, there are rules. You can't go around taking <laughs> shits in people's clothes. Oh God! All misdemeanor offenses. That's just honestly that that should be a felony. Yeah, dude. If you come into my fucking home and take a shit in my closet, yeah, that's I'm, you're going to prison. Like you need to go to prison. If you're willing to do that, I don't know what you're going to do after you're done with the poop. I fear for my life at this point. Right, you've also probably ruined all of my clothes. Yeah, I can't wear those clothes I'm again. I'm never touching those clothes. She sued him for. You're 50- taking the hamper with you. She sued him for. Happens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's yours now. Yeah, <laughs> she sued him for fifteen thousand in damages. That's well. I mean, that's the thing is like, if anybody's going to do it, a fullback drafted in the first round is who I want to do. That. <laughs> he definitely was worthy. Like, he definitely is somebody that could take a shit worthy of fifteen thousand dollars in damages. Absolutely, yeah, and I'm gonna get every cent of that. Your first paycheck's coming home, baby. Hey, but I mean, it's probably like if there was ever a need for like a suing for emotional distress, like waking up in the middle of the night to see an NFL fullback in your closet taking what can only be thought of as like one of the most monstrous shits ever taken. Yeah, like an animalistic shit. Yeah. Like that that, that would scar me. I wouldn't be able to sleep after I, that. I, I would be I would be awake for a long time after that. Yeah. I'm definitely getting some security cameras installed in my house to prevent something like this from happening again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've got one more for you before we get to our free-balling segment. Um, This one uh, I can completely relate to. Yeah, I'm totally on his side. Yeah, absolutely. He's not in the wrong here. Um, Dion Rayford in 1999. Now, this is... I have no idea what the Taco Bell drive-thru looked like in 1999. I would assume it's not as delicious as it is now. Um, Might have been more delicious. Could have been. Could have been. Hard to beat right now, though. Um, So, apparently this man had ordered two chalupas and ended up only receiving one. That's bullshit. That is absolutely bullshit. And I already know that, like, like, if you have to come back around through the drive-thru, like, I'm not happy at all. Like. Most of the time, like, all right, so say I order four things, I only get three. If I find that out, I'm probably not going to take the time to go back through. Yeah. But if I only order two things and only get one, that probably means I don't have a lot of money, and I really want those two fucking chalupas. Yeah. So this man, I don't even know if he pulled back around. He might have just, like, got handed it, and then he was like, hey, I'm missing one. I don't even think he did that. He just (laughs) just straight, like... From the sounds of it, it looks like he immediately just leaped in through the yeah. window. <laughs> he's like, I know it's sitting right there. You sons of bitches. Where's my second chalupa? <laughs> and he's 270 pounds. You think one chalupa is going to fill this man up? Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Is like, I, I mean, we, we've all been through a Taco Bell drive-thru. We've all had it, had to wait way too long for a meal that we shouldn't be having but we're craving to have. Yep. And we've all been gypped at the drive-thru. Yep. I'm assuming what happened is this guy probably wouldn't have a great day. Could have been the second time. That this Taco Bell's got him, and he's like, not today. Yeah. Today's not the fucking day. Defensive ends are known to be pretty little, pretty a, aggressive A little people. cantankerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little angry. Yeah. So he not only jumped through the window, but he got stuck. And in 1999, I'm assuming the drive-thru window was much smaller. Yes. <laughs> he breaks the frame and gets stuck. 
And then I'm assuming they're like, well, what do you want to do now? And he's like, well, I need you to call someone because <laughs> I can't get out of this fucking window. He's like, I'm still pissed. Yeah. But could you all please call 911? Yeah, but also, like, I'm getting kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting off circulation yeah. of my legs now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I would be lying if I said I haven't thought about jumping through a few drive through windows when I, like, I got sass from, like, a 16-year-old. Yeah. Or I've been, like, given something that's completely not mine. And then with a little bit of protest, they're like, they just get all pissed. I'm like, you did this. You're the one. You that have to fix this. I, I have asked you for something, and you have provided me with yeah, not. I've what given I asked you money for. for a service, and you have fucked up the service. <laughs> I will come through this fucking window. Yeah. So I didn't know that. That I mean, actually, I'd assume it's been done before. Actually, I'm sure it happens every day. Oh, absolutely. I've seen the memes. I've seen the videos. But all the fucking times that I've seen somebody like pull a gun on somebody in a McDonald's because they gave him like eight chicken nuggets instead of ten. Yeah, like in his dude, ten. That shit. Like being around. Honestly, it seems to only happen at, like, the really established, like, fast food restaurants. Yeah. Like, the really big ones. Like, because the ones that are understaffed and overpopulated. Yes. And, like, have cheap-ass food. Those are, like, the, yeah, like, there's a few McDonald's around here where I wouldn't I wouldn't go within a mile of. Part of me, like, agrees with this man, but also part of me feels for this poor, like, Taco Bell employee who was probably getting paid like 1999 he was probably getting paid like four dollars an hour and yeah. he's getting charged at by a kansas defensive yeah. lineman. i can only imagine that like when he got stuck and he realized that like the guy couldn't get him he's just like fucking with him oh yeah just he's standing just, just, like, just out of arm's reach just he, like he goes and grabs the other chalupa he's like you want it just eats it you in front of him just eat. <laughs> <laughs> you want it fatty he's like he's like pouring coke on him he's just like <laughs> getting more and more stuck <laughs> Like, look at this fat guy. Look at this idiot. Big dummy. Yeah. Look at you now. And then the frame starts to break a little bit. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, he just, shit. like, takes off running. <laughs> Runs home. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, well, that was an end to a uh, pretty up and down uh, up and down segment. Yeah, we tried to end it on some lighthearted ones for yeah. you so you could leave with a good taste in your mouth here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we decided to Google search there towards the end because that was fucking hilarious. They're starting to get dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and now we are back to our recurring segment. I think this is like the 10th time we've done this now, and it's rolling really well. Oh, yeah. And we are on to our segment, Free Ballin'. And now I'm free. I'm free ballin'. And Bam, would you like me to go, or are you going to go? Yeah, I, I've let off the last you did. couple you times. You let off the so. last couple times. Okay. Just so y'all know this exists. Okay. I feel like we need to get a better way to do this. I, I would think so. Putting in a fucking, like, 12 cent grocery <laughs> bag. I'm feeling less than. The bag provides authenticity. That's very true. That's how you know it's truly random. 20 years. Not bad. Okay. I'm going to pull, or I'll, I'll read it and then I'll have to think. It says, tell a story about the worst athlete you've ever seen. Oh, okay. I bet you've got a good one for this since you wrote this. Uh, there's a couple, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pause so I can think for a okay. second. Okay, so I I have one, and I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, seeing the worst athlete ever, I mean, you can tell probably countless stories, but. This guy's story arc is is pretty funny. <laughs> so um, this is Little League Baseball. It always is. Probably. <laughs> I feel like we've done this before, but I don't care. I'm going to rock with it. Um, and this was like 
whatever year we could have went to the Little League World Series because we almost did it, but he wasn't on the team. Because clearly, we formed the All Stars from our like league, yeah, and then we took that team, <laughs> and he wasn't <laughs> on that team. But anyway, he was on the uh, on my like regular season team, and so. Uh, I won't say his name, so I'll try not to use any names at all. He he, he was a right field kid, if I've ever fucking seen it. Yeah, there's uh, everybody has a right field kid. <laughs> he had a bigger head than he needed. Um, That's one way to put it, yeah. And he <laughs> maybe had a combined batting average of like .048. Yeah. And probably solely based off like errors that weren't counted. <laughs> like... And he only had an, he only had any kind of an on base percentage because he would get pegged hit by pitches from time yeah. to time. And so this kid, he, he like you didn't even want to put him in the outfield because like, granted you could have some kids who would hit it out there and you know he's not going to catch it, and it's going to cost a run. But like we we also had a really good team, but he he, he had to play. He also had a very, he he was. Uh, one of those kids who had a who had like a soccer mom mom. Oh god! Who was like she was really supportive and like always brought snacks and stuff, but was definitely in the coach's ear every single practice, every single game about playing time. Like she definitely thought she had to do this for her kid. Yeah, and so, um, he he had a he had a slight redemption arc because we ended up making it to the championship of the league. We were like. 17 and 0. Like we had not lost a game. And we were playing the other really good team who had only gotten better like In the whole year. In spite of this kid, you all managed to yeah. succeed. Yeah, we were like we were balling. And so, we ended up having a kid like get hurt or something and we were out of positions to put this kid and we stuck him at third base because I had to play first. Oh god. Cuz third base was my position and I had to move to first and like everybody else was pretty solidified in their positions and didn't want to take third. So, like, we had to put this kid at third. As somebody who played third base, this is, like, a horror story yeah, waiting to happen. fucking hot corner, baby. <laughs> and so, we put this kid at third base, and it's, like, bottom of the sixth inning. We're up by one run. It's, like, six to five. We have, like, one out left to go. And this kid, like, one of the better kids is batting, and he smokes it at this guy. Smokes it at him. And, like, as soon as he got hit, like, I didn't have much time to think, but the only time I could think about it is this kid's going to die. Like, <laughs> the ball's going to go off his face yeah. or, like, going to go through his legs. This kid literally, like, he bent, <laughs> he bent down to, like, try to catch the hottest line drive I've ever seen. It takes a wrong skip and drills him in the face. <laughs> drills him in the face. Like, hits him as hard as I've ever seen it. And I thought, I thought this kid was going to go down, and he, like, he started to stumble – and grabbed the ball and just like chucked it over his head and it went like perfectly towards me. Yeah. It was like it was, it was like that moment um from like uh rookie of the year yeah. where the fat dude's like winding up and yeah. he's like licking his lips. I was like trying to get it. I had to reach and my foot slipped and I went into a full split. Like I'm not talking partial split, full split. Like my nuts were on the ground. Yeah. And I caught the ball off my shoelace. And, like, it was the last out they called out, and the entire crowd went wild. There's probably, like, 500 people watching the game. I'm just imagining, game. like, the slow-mo, like, yeah. loop of the ball, and, like, the, there goes yeah. my hero. Yeah, it, it was so much like that. Like, like everybody was just watching. 
and then like everybody was cheering and I like collapsed because I couldn't feel my just lower half of my yourself, body. Yeah. I, like, and I was just laying there like hyperventilating and everybody runs over to me and they're like, yeah. And they're like slapping me on the stomach and I'm like, so, and like everybody's like cheering that kid and I'm like, nobody just saw and fucking lifted fucking him off the field. Like Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody just saw the spectacular fucking play I just made. <laughs> Out of position, I might add. Oh man, that's uh, that's a good, that's a happy ending to that yeah. story. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pro- he probably went like to the like urgent care after that. Probably talks about it to this day. Yeah, like he might have I a would. possible like orbital fracture, but like it hit him so fucking hard. Like it's one of those sounds. That, like, when you hear it, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, everybody stops. I'm well aware of the yeah. sound of getting drilled with a yes. line drive. Yeah, the sound of ball against skin, especially at high velocities, is not a You know, like, how many how many times, like, playing third base where you get a ball hit at you and, like, you don't even, like, process the fact that the ball is coming at you until it's already in your glove and yeah. then you're just like, oh, shit. Like, like what I if almost w- died. Yeah, like, like what <laughs> if that would have been at my face? Yeah. Yeah. I've had those plenty of times. Like, because I used to pitch – I didn't had pitch both sides in, of it. Yeah, I, I didn't pitch in high school, but I pitched in little league, and the bases are the pit mounds much closer. It's like mm-hmm. forty. It's like forty feet, and like they would just rocket shit back at me. Yep. It was horrifying. I've had those where I've caught it, and I've had those. I had one when I was playing first base that just absolutely just ricocheted off my forehead. Yeah, and that was not <laughs> great either. And we only had nine players in the team, and this was two thousand and three ish. So like, this is before. They, understood concussions so they yeah. were just like put me in right field yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't like remember like the last half of the game like yeah i uh i remember in um like rub some dirt on it yeah in machine pitch they used to because i was like so my, i have a i have a birthday that's like it, it's in july and it's in the middle of the in between like they give that two week overlap where yeah. you can either play like you could go up or you could like stay where you or you could play down and my dad would always put me in, like, the older kids. So I was always, like, a whole year It'll younger make tough. than everybody. Else. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally. And so, like, we were playing machine pitch. And you're in machine pitch from, what, like, six to seven or something I think like maybe, that? like, seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, I mean, something I like the that. first year of kid pitch was, like, nine or ten. Yeah, we're, we're in machine pitch. And I'm, like, I'm, young, I'm like a year younger than I was six years old. And they put me at the pitching mound because I, I had a decent glove because my dad would just, like, workshop me like he, he wanted me to be a phenomenal oh just like player. ripping line he drives failed. at you yeah if, well, i failed but anyway and so like i had a decent glove and i remember one time i like my shoe like i couldn't tie my own shoe i was like six years old yeah and so um i asked the guy if he, like, i asked the pitcher if he could tie my shoe and coaches will pitch to their own athletes so it wasn't my coach yeah. And so he was like feeding the balls and he was like yeah let's finish up this batter and i got you i'm like what what if something happens like I need this done right yeah. now. And so he he, feed, he fed the ball in, and a ball came flying back at him. And his little pussy ass ducked like this, and I stuck the glove out and, like, snagged it right in front of his face. Uh. And, then, and then I dropped it in his bucket, and I was like, can you tie my shoe? Please tie my shoe. <laughs> can you tie my shoe? I was like, hey, you fucking bitch. I just alpha dude. you, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. I got alpha just... by a uh, six-year-old. Uh, I would have, like, if I was that coach, I would have, like, tied your shoelaces together. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, don't ever embarrass me like that. You piece of shit. You little kid. Yeah. All right. Who's your worst athlete ever? Uh, I mean, it's a very, like, it's a very similar story to yours. It's always Little League Baseball where you find these kids because that's where, like, Little League Baseball is where you, like, phase out the non-athletes before they get to, like, actual higher level sports. Yeah. And let's, yeah, I'm not going to use any names for this one either, but this is, like, 
typical like rookie of the year like Henry Rowan Gardner in the batter's box like standing in like the back corner of the like mm-hmm. thing because he's like terrified to get hit. Yeah, and it's just it's just so cringeworthy like watching those kids attempt to hit a baseball because this is like the first year I think he was on my team the first year of kid pitch yeah well those are the kids that only swing because they're getting screamed at to swing yes like they're not actually attempting to hit the ball no they're just throwing the bat at yeah. air and like hoping <laughs> like 10 seconds too late so not even like have... hoping like they like really realistically they don't even give a shit if they get a hit like they're just up there because they're the, there because their mom or dad made them their play parents really. needed them to do something that was not video yeah. games oh, for yeah. like oh yeah and so, I mean, Little League Baseball is just littered with kids like this. Oh, for sure. And, like, I'm, I never claim to be the best of athletes, but, I mean, like, I There's was... There's still some high school baseball teams that are littered with that. Yeah, and this, I mean, they clearly don't have the right Little League programs because that's, that's you got to phase those kids out before you get to... <laughs> Find a new sport. Yeah. Um... There's, I mean, there's a couple others that I could think of, like, you find some of them in, like, the rec league basketball leagues where it's just, like, these kids that just, like... Do, do you, Have you ever had a run-in with a kid who was so bad but thought he was so good? I don't know if I've ever had one that, like... I've had kids that were okay that thought they were fucking Michael Jordan, but I've never seen a kid that was, like, pathetic think that they were good at basketball. I had I had a kid... Um, unless, do you still have more of the story? No, I mean, okay. it's very similar. It doesn't have the redemption arc like your guys does. But I, have, like, <laughs> I have a story. This is This wasn't on a team, but we were in... We were in high school, and it was in, like, PE class. Yeah. So, you know how, like, you have free days in PE class? PE yeah. class, like, everybody's ball, like, hooping, or everybody's just, like, sitting on the bleachers, not doing anything. Like, this kid was super cocky, super arrogant. Nobody fucking liked him, but he was not good at anything. Like, not good at anything. And, like, we, um, like, like we would play ball, and, like, we had, like, kids who were on our basketball team in our PE class. Yeah. And like everybody's friends were just messing around. And this kid is just talking mad shit, like mad shit to this dude. Who's probably going to go like D two. Yeah. And so eventually it got to the point where the kid was like, all right, let's go like one V one. And it was the most humiliating, like, because not only did like Darren Ravel, yeah. Right. But like, not only did like, did they go one-on-one, but this kid actually thought he was going to beat this guy. And, like, I've never seen shit get beat into the court, like, so hard in my life. Like, this guy was a forward. Yeah. Like, 6'3". The guy talking shit's, like, 5'9". The irrational confidence. Yeah. And, like, he would go up, like, for a Euro step, travel like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then, like, just get his shit pinned. Like, and then, like, Foul. turn around. Just get, like, literally crammed on. Like, it was... The most embarrassing thing I've ever seen, but also the funniest thing. Like, that kid didn't talk for a week. Yeah. He didn't even come to school for two days. Like, I was a solid enough athlete. Like, I was coordinated enough to be, like, a decent basketball player. And those same type of kids that you're talking about, like, were dominating me in PE class. Yes. So I can only imagine. There's levels. I, There's <laughs> levels to this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can was, only imagine how bad this kid got slaughtered in a 1v1. It was so funny. Dude, he would get beat up all the fucking time. It was so funny. Yeah, that's what like, happens when you suck and you talk yes. shit. Like, people, well, people like use it as an excuse. Like, I've always wanted to beat your ass, but yeah. instead I'm just going to roast you in front of your all of your classmates yeah, on the basketball court. Exactly. It's, it's really funny because, like, in high school you see those kids all the time. Like, the ones who are annoying as shit think they're the shit and then, like, either get beat up or, like, they just get humbled all the time. But then they still continue to talk shit. And I never really thought – I never really thought about it until just now. They're like, those people grow up and yeah. have kids. Yeah. And, like, then their they, kids probably do that. They create and they're little, still doing it as an adult. 
They like, create like multiple little pieces of shit, and they just keep multiplying. Yeah, and it's and like his dad was probably a piece of shit. Yeah, and his dad's dad was probably a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, because I have to deal with like parents all day, and ninety nine percent of them are cool, but you'll get like one occasionally, and you're like, I know exactly who you were in high school. Yeah, I know who you were. Exactly. And your kid totally makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I know who your kid is now too. Thank you. All right, let's. Yeah, we're gonna move on to round two here. Keep that one out. Alright. We're getting down. We're gonna have to write some more because we're down to like three here. I yeah, think no, we've got I'd... I think we've got enough for like this one and like one more episode. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and make a bunch tonight. Okay. Alright. We're still play. taking fan suggestions, Cholito. <laughs> <laughs> By fan suggestions we mean our fan. Yeah. Our one <laughs> our one fan. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get Cholito like a like a custom like Mayo Boys jersey we for do, Christmas we or something. <laughs> we have to. Let's get him like a Letterman jacket. Ooh, okay. Let's see. This is one of mine. I gotta read my own handwriting here. Ooh, would you rather? Would you rather get five million dollars and remain the same person that you are right now or receive zero dollars but you received the basketball ability of lebron james at my age or do i go back to at your age at my age fuck i only have like five or six years then because then you would have to convince the nba that you're <laughs> worth it yeah but i mean like you this could potentially parlay into much more like are you betting on yourself in this scenario honestly just because i know who i am I'm probably just taking the five million dollars. <laughs> I'm just gonna take that and then maybe just retire. Yeah. And live off that forever. Maybe make some investments and call it a day. Uh, I don't know. Like having that ability would be fun, but then like after that, like there's not any NBA teams that are hope that are hosting open tryouts. And then like you you would have to like go like you would have to go crazy and like pick up ball and get noticed by the internet. And then you would have to like, I don't know. There's don't, a lot of like, work that needs. I don't know. To I feel. I feel like G League does like open tryouts, don't they? I don't know. I feel like there's Maybe. way. I feel like. I feel like I could get. You noticed. can't go to college. I don't have any eligibility left. Yeah, you do. Do I? You, you have you ever played a? Well, I have haven't, you ever played I mean, a D one sport? But I've graduated, so I don't know what the rule is. As long, I mean, there's fucking thirty two year olds. Yeah, but that then that's a whole other year at least. I'm probably not going to get drafted. I could just go into like. I'm saying, up, I'm saying maybe. two years maximum. I'm going I'm gonna go find some junior college that'll pick me up. I'm obviously like this junior college coach is gonna be like, this is the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Well you have a lot more thinking to do because you're older than me too. Yeah, I mean a couple I'm, years, I'm but 30. still a couple years once you hit thirty is a long time. Like it's 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 a lot of athletic time. At thirty so let's say at a minimum, I'm 30 years old. At a minimum, I'm getting drafted or playing in the NBA by the time I'm 32, 33. That gives me a solid. LeBron James is 38 years old, and he's scoring 40 points a night still. It's very true. It's very true. I mean, we're getting the basketball ability of LeBron James, which has aged extremely gracefully. That's the thing is, like, once you get to the NBA, is not the issue. It's getting to the NBA. Yeah. That's the issue. And then – like, after that, but then also, like, Like, worst-case scenario, I'm, like, a basketball YouTuber who's making a bunch of money fucking dominating people at the YMCA. Like, yeah, but I also, like, I, I'm at that age where, like, I already don't want to work now. Like, if I have to make basketball my job, like, I have to 
play. But you don't you have to though. play 82 games a year. And... You don't have to practice though. You're just you're being given the basketball ability of LeBron. James. Yeah, but your team's still gonna make you come to practice. Like, you can't just be like, I'm not gonna practice today. <laughs> You've seen what I can do. But I mean, like. I get like, what, yes, I get, you're right for skill level, but, like, no head coach is going to be like, you know what, just don't come to practice. It's about – it's more so about, like, the lifestyle. That's true. Yeah. Like, for at least, like, five or six years, like, you get to live, like, the lifestyle of an NBA player. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely see the allure. I'm I, taking the LeBron James ability. Because yeah, I've, that's fair. First of all, I've well, always – We have to disagree at some point. I've, so. always, I've always wanted to know what it was like to just be that good at something. No, I do. Like, I do especially basketball. That. Like, I've also really wanted to know what it was like to have five points. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I'll, I'll find out for you. Yeah. I about to say, I mean, you would eventually get the money. It's just the time – because, like, because once you got the ability, then you would have to have an entire planning process of, like, how do I go get a bag? But think about, like – and also, like, imagine that scenario, though. Think about how famous you would be. Just random, just like... That's true. This random... Fame's not always, I feel like, what it's cracked up. But this, like... But you could... I'm saying you could capitalize on that monetarily. Like, you'll be like... That's true. You'll be like... Imagine, like, Lynn Sanity times, like, 100 is what that would be. If some random fucking white kid from Kentucky just all of a sudden was, like, the best basketball player in the world after never having played basketball at a high competitive That's fair. level. No, I, I, def- I definitely see the allure. I have to stand. I have like, to stand. Like strong. Jeremy Lin was like an all-American at Harvard, and he started like balling out in the NBA, and everybody was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, look at this little Asian kid go!" Yeah, that was fucking. That was awesome. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated like two weeks into his NBA career. Yeah, literally put up thirty on uh, Kobe. Yeah, and then I think he had a buzzer beater in Kobe's face. Yeah, I like. I, I I would just want that to be like you're going down in history. Like people will remember you forever. That is true. No. I definitely see the allure. I, I get it. I just, I just, I'm also lazy. <laughs> <laughs> just hand me five million dollars. I get it. Yeah. I get it. You fucking loser. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. What we need to have is one of these sheets um, needs to be a "Would you rather eat Duke's mayo or die?" Because I would fucking kill myself. I would kill I myself in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd kill myself. I'd kill my whole family. I would never eat Duke's, Duke's mayo. mayo. I would never let anybody I know eat Duke's mayo. I'll slap it out of your hand if I see you slathering yeah. that on any kind of bread. I would fucking stab two people outside of a nightclub before I fucking ate Duke's mayo. <laughs> I would slap a stripper for Duke's mayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's enough from us. All right, keep it mayo and peace.